0: Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. I'm Emma Klosky.
0: Back again. And we're the hosts of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Well, guys, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, we look back a week and a half, two weeks ago, and we may have been singing a different tune. But as we forge into the all-star break and as the time of we're recording this, the Rays are 50 and 41. So they're, they're going to be 51 and 41 or fifty and forty-two. Regardless, they should still maintain that second spot in the AL East. Not too bad, considering all that they've gone through uh, these first uh, ninety-plus games or so. Yeah, seems I, like I, there's I, a marathon I, happening, right, Evan? I mean,
2: it's just it, like it's been a roller coaster. I, I mean, if you were to not like, if you were to present games to a baseball fan and they would not know the winner and loser and they didn't know how the standings were and you were to say hey assess the Rays season I think a lot of people would be like oh they must be like five games under yeah (laughs) it's I mean you know it is a marathon and and I think we all forget that little heater they had at the beginning of the season um kind of end of April ish but they have uh, you know, it's funny coming off the Tampa Bay Lightning season, they were the Tampa Bay Findaways. Uh, I'm calling them the Tampa Bay Finda Rays. It just they um, they've had some magical moments in this first half. I mean, think about uh, we've had two games where the Rays trailing with their final strike in hit a home run to walk it off. KK, of course, in that ridiculous um, no hitter through nine, lose it to the Red Sox look like you're going to lose the game. And then KK hits his, his first ever walk off. And then Taylor walls hit, yep. hit off the pole, uh, the, the, the pole. And um, I mean, they've had a lot of these like crazy. I mean, there's the, the Pittsburgh pirates win, which was a remarkable comeback as well. So, I mean, we remember that happening last year, which is why they had a hundred wins. Cause they just, you know, the seventh inning would hit and all of a sudden this group would just pop mm-hmm. on like eight runs Yeah, that, you know, now they're kind of falling into a phase where they hit in one inning and that's pretty much it. But that's at least better than what we saw for half the season where they hit no innings. Um, But, yeah, I think you have to be happy with where the Rays are at.
1: Now, where do we stand on the, the projections for the second half? Because we started this season, I started saying that they would win 94 or more. Kevin said 93 or less. Obviously, he's taking the easy one because there's an easier route to do 93 or less than 94 or more. But now this team is not projecting to even maybe reach 90 wins. So are the 90 wins, you know, an expectation for race fans or should they expect 88, 89 right right
2: now? I think 90 would probably be like the, the benchmark that you'd circle on your whiteboard like let's get to 90 like last year it was Mm -hmm. like the team was very much when they knew that 100 was in their sight even when they won the the division pretty early last year they they said right after that like you know we want a division but our goal is 100 we see 100 wins and we want that number so they were able to to secure that which was uh which was a big deal this season certainly would like to circle 90 and I, i think if you can win 90 games of what what the hell this roster's ought to gone through. I mean, Kevin Cash should be right back into the manager of the year oh, yeah. conversation. I don't think he'll win it, but um, he's certainly in the conversation with, again, the constant juggling of bodies. The one difference, I think, from last year to this year is it is very clear that the last couple of guys in their bullpen just are not as good as they were last year. And they had, you know – some questionable names throwing into games last year don't get me wrong but right for some reason they would step up i don't know why but it just felt like even the bottom of the bullpen had its stuff together and in, in a lot of those tricky situations even though they stunk in extra innings last year but i think if you look at this team that's really where i'm most concerned besides the, the obvious hitting stuff and the obvious uh base running stuff is that the the bullpen which is so necessary for their success um, the last two or three guys that they shuffle in just haven't done it for me now
1: give me don't get me wrong but Kevin or Evan I don't know if you guys know this I, I'll have to to check it out I, I believe the Rays at least in the American League were tied for first in blown
0: saves. So and that seems accurate. Yeah, I mean, probably. Because, all the... I mean,
2: their their uh their team is also uh constantly going to the bullpen so early that they're thrust into a lot more, you know, quantity of ho- like yeah. holding onto a lead. So th- that statistic doesn't really surprise me. It, it sounds true.
1: Actually, yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, twenty-one. The yeah. next team is the Braves with eighteen. Mm-hmm. So. I, I was all for getting a high leverage guy you trust, you want in November. As soon as that Red Sox um, uh, ALDS series was over, I just please give me a high leverage guy. Please give me a name. They they went out and got Brooks Raley, who has done fairly well. Jason Adam has been a very nice um, uh, surprise uh, He's name, been one but of the biggest surprises of the season. But I want the other. I I need one more. Fire was it. Yeah, and the guy didn't give up a run hurt. before he got hurt. Yeah, you know? old singles, by the way. No, no extra base hits for for JP. Yeah. So th- that's that's something I think with this trade deadline coming up. I know people want bats. I understand that people want more offense. I understand that, but to me, I I feel like just if you get that bullpen a little bit tighter a little bit more secure, then you won't see those blown safes still happen and also the leads. I mean, I think they're like one or two games over uh, 500 in one-run games. The Rays need to win the one-run games because they're not going to shellack the opposition. So you need to win those one-run games.
0: Would you rather have a high-leverage bullpen arm or another starter acquired at the trade deadline? one or the like, other like starting pitcher like a Luis Castillo or a Frankie Montas versus an ace bullpen reliever who you know that you can throw in the ninth inning and all problems will be solved there I probably I'll take the would, bullpen guy bullpen guy
2: I yeah. ideally I would say starter but that's not how the Rays function anyway so it just I mean you know I think the Rays would benefit greatly by having another innings eater in the way that McClanahan does that way you're kind of utilizing now your bullpen days um, you have more strength there and then you can shuffle in the back end guys and in, in stinker yeah. situations. <laughs> yeah. um, the problem is, is the Rays don't really they're really not put in too many stinker situations so then they have to throw their back end guys into big spots I mean yes. you know that's why you're in the eleventh inning or you're in the um yeah the eleventh inning you got Luke Bard in there who. With one out and nobody on base still can't hold on to the lead, which is um, which is atrocious on all levels. Um yeah. and,
1: and, and another name I mean, Calvin Fauche, who was who was put into I think Kevin said this like a week ago before he was sent down. Like, have we actually seen Calvin Fauche in a non-high leverage situation? And I think the answer is no, we didn't. And it's yeah, and, and, and that's not a The Rays' way is putting guys that have certain traits, certain skills that they can do very well, and you put them in situations where they can succeed. They did not do that with Calvin Faustier. I don't think they're doing that with Luke Bart either. But they're not doing that because it's kind of thinning out. The bullpen is a little bit thin right now. They don't
2: have low leverage spots for them. (laughs) The team is always – they're always involved in in close games. So, yeah, yeah, I mean it's great when – first off, the Rays – Almost never blow anybody out. So it has to be the reverse that they get truck sticked. And then yeah. it's great that you can throw in Ralph Garza Jr. for three or four innings in a uh in a crap game. But when they get on a run where they have seven straight games where they're in it, there's no way to avoid the fact that you need to throw in Garza or Fauche yeah. or, or yeah, yeah. all these guys that should not be in those spots, but that you know, Sean Armstrong, who honestly has been getting better um as the season's progressing. Look, I,
0: I, I mean, when you have 30 injured list assignments through basically the first half of the season, you, you, there's not a lot of other options when guys just keep going down like crazy. Like at some well, point, well, there's
1: not a lot of options in your depth, but you can still make trades. You can still yeah. make something happen, and and that's I think. From my point of view, that's where they should target is the bullpen. Try to have, get that bullpen, a little bit of help, somebody that you can just give the ball to and you feel very confident yeah. nine out of ten times.
0: I want to continue on the uh, overview of the first half of the season or going into the All-Star break, but first... You have to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from Blue Nile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale, where you can save up to forty percent on classic fine jewelry pieces and twenty-five percent on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what is inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to Blue Nile.com today. All right, little uh, overview or recap of the first half of the season. Um, this is pretty easy. Team MVP. Who do you all have for the team MVP?
2: Mayner. Um,
0: yeah, it's a pretty easy
2: choice. Um, yeah, it's it's got to be. I, I I broke it up into like a pitching category and a hitting category. Okay. So oh. Shane McClanahan, obviously pitching, and. My most valuable ray on the offensive side of things is Yandy Diaz.
0: Very nice. That's who you have as well, Ulysses.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the MVP on the on the hitting side would be Yandy. I think his last time I checked, which was like two days ago, I think he was fourth. In, in the league and with on base percentage maybe he could he could, he, he hasn't even squeaked by number three 417 on base yes. I mean, it's 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 borderline stupid what he's doing at, at the dish i think he's um a 298 uh uh hitting right now i mean the guy has always been i think undervalued yes. I think he hasn't I think he's also been underloved by by the fandom and I think this year, because of so many no- n- bigger, bigger names in the fandom dropping off because of injury right. or traits, Meadows, Wendell, um, Margot, uh, you know, Franco, Kiermaier. I think now the spotlight on like who can I root for as a fandom, I think Yandy Diaz has finally grabbed that spotlight, very deservedly so. Yeah. And yeah, I think he, he definitely should, should be the MVP on the hitting side.
0: I agree. And he has more walks than strikeouts, which is amazing in Somewhere. this day and age. And I get probably part of the reason why fans maybe, you know, Yandi Diaz doesn't get the love that he maybe deserves is hey, you look at this muscled up dude. He should have 20 home runs at the All Star <sighs> break. But that's just not his game. That's not his modus operandi. I will tell you that uh, Cleveland Guardians fans talking to a uh, fellow locked on host um are very very upset that Yandi diaz is no longer on their team so I bet. I bet. just uh just use that for not everybody pottery. has to hit home runs too no, like what's
1: this fetishism with yeah. with the long ball like one through nine everybody has to have 20 home runs or more and 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 if that doesn't happen then they're not valuable people can do different things they can have different skills and be very valuable so all those yeah, haters Nola because Powell
2: of ramirez
0: right Uh, If we were to give us best, surprising, or or most... Well, that's that's where I'm going to. Hey, I've got a whole list here. Let's, you know, I'm somewhat prepared. Uh, (laughs) All right, team MVP, we got that situated. Biggest surprise of the first half for Harold Harold, Harold Ramirez.
2: Harold Ramirez. Ooh, I
1: like that, and I know why you're saying that because he has been so fun to watch, man. I mean, look, his numbers, 329, a 376 on base, 446 slugging, 822 OPS. I mean, the guy is doing it from the left side against lefties, 903. Against righties, 792. You do not take Harold Ramirez off the lineup. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Unless he's got like stomach problems. Unless he's like, dude, oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I don't have a hand today. My yeah, hand did. is gone. Oh, I have an hit. accident.
2: We got hit in the thumb there in the uh the first inning of that, that Sunday matchup against the uh the Orioles so he did he did
1: yeah so against it unless it's injury I mean I get resting guys but I, <laughs> this offense does not have that many the, that many pieces to just go like oh okay we, we can take off the guy with an 820 OPS
2: uh, and for like three days off like no that's you know, why we need more Jonathan Aranda
0: yeah, okay. okay. Jonathan Aranda is my future Harold Ramirez. Hey, he fantastic. may be trade gate for the Rays if they're trying to add somebody. I'm just saying. Let's
1: not have another Cronenworth situation, wow. though. Aranda needs to play. Also, guys, did you see that? You know, he just Rayleigh, hits.
2: The guy yeah, just, he hits. just hits. They
1: they kept Rayleigh because of the outfield positioning. Brandon Lau coming in and all that. But isn't it true that in the Mexican League, like a couple years ago, uh, a locked-on Rays listener fan reached out to me and said Aranda has been playing left field. He in the is, Mexican League, in the last
2: three years, he's now in Durham, going to be working more outfield. They're going to be getting him more reps. Yeah.
0: Here. So Which, again, the Rays are like, hey, we we're trying to do our best not to keep Luke Rayleigh on the roster. We need to find a way to get some opportunities for Aranda. So that's totally understandable there. Yeah. Um, okay, so we agree on the biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. Yes. And by the way, a consolation prize to Isak Paredes. So yes, say, I agree. Okay. Um, good. Biggest Maybe dis- even Jeffrey Springs, honestly.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. him too. Um, yeah. I think that's a, a really good point. And, and Jason Adam is is up there as well. Yeah, yeah. there's um, a lot
0: of surprises. That's a podium um, right there. That's
2: a good podium. Big, yeah. uh, biggest disappointment is it's really hard to answer this question. And I think the best way to answer it is body parts. <laughs> and, like, failure <laughs> of body parts is the biggest yeah. disappointment. Because how am I supposed to – like, how am I supposed to explain Wander Franco, uh, Brandon Lau, um, – Mike Zanino, how am I supposed to explain these guys without saying, "Well, they're hurt? Well, they, they got hurt. I mean, I will say this that you know wanders issues. I think his disappointment in general spawned from his his soft tissue injury, his hamstring yes. which I think all of a sudden why he went from a three fifty hitter and cratered because I think he was dealing with something he wasn't comfortable with, and he pushed forward as long as he could. Um, Zanino has been injured since the start of the season, tried to push through it. Oh, another tremendous moment was Zanino's home run in Oakland, by the way. Forgot about that mm-hmm. one. The yeah. first half uh, Of those crazy wins. Um, and, and Lau, up until May 15th, he stunk. I mean, you know, there was, we had about like a, a, a month and a half of him, and it was terrible. Uh, you know, now he's coming back and at least uh, looks solid. But, you know, so those – I mean, those have to be the three biggest disappointments, but they've been out for – Half of the year. So it right. just, it just all the injuries are the biggest disappointment because at, at Pete, I mean, they got Patino, Lau, and Fairbanks back. But, you know, earlier in last week, you were, I think I did it. You were one pitcher, uh, like uh, a couple of, uh, I think a couple of infielders and an outfielder away from fielding an entire roster, an entire team that you can throw out there. And um, on the injury list, it would have been a playoff caliber team. (laughs) So your biggest
0: disappointment is just the wrath of injuries.
2: Yeah. I don't know how
0: else to explain it
2: because I mean, I guess 17. 17 on the aisle right now, this it's, year? Yeah, it's something like that. Is it's it now 18 better. with
0: Beaks? I mean, we're just uh, – it's, it's it's every day up, it's 18. put on
2: Boz, you know, we can say no. Boz is probably not going to pitch the rest of the year. Uh, you know, yeah. who knows what's going on with that that elbow. That's a really yeah. big concern for down the road. So, I mean, you already have Kittridge, who's probably not going to pitch next year. So, yeah, I mean, it, all of that is just so disheartening. And if I had to pick one player – who is the biggest disappointment who has played the entirety of the season it would be probably Taylor Walls but that's not fair to him as somebody who I know came in hot out of the gates he's been a lot better recently his fielding has has you know whipped right Stabilized. back and forth. after after an awful april in the field he yeah. has been really steady there which is what I want now i don't expect him to hit but you know i mean, I've always I've always him had and, that him yeah. and Brett, him and Brett combined don't even put together a batting average of what yeah. Harold and Yandi do. <laughs> so it takes two guys to get one of them. It, it's, I've, I've always had that, uh,
1: that that question of is if a prospect is hampered by injuries, let's take Brent Honeywell, for example, just so every, because race fans know what happened to Brent year after year after year. If a prospect a highly touted prospect gets just marred by injuries and never really lives up to their success of what you wanted them to be or what you thought that they could reach. Are they a bust or are you only a bust because of production on the field? I think on the, on the first one, I, it's, un, it's unfortunate if you get injured and all that. But I think you also need to be labeled as a bust if the injuries persist, because that's just... It's, it's a black and white line. You did not live up to expectations. Now, if I'm using that frame of mind to the biggest disappointment of this season, I have to include injuries. So I think Wander Franco had the biggest expectations mm-hmm. for every race fan. And so th- I think he would take the cake of, of biggest uh, um, disappointment. But if we take that out, I, I think it has to be hands down Taylor Walls. We did not think Taylor Walls would be as shaky as he was defensively in the beginning. I know he's a rookie, people. I know he's a rookie. But you still saw really good glove work from him in 2021. So much so that in the innings that he played, he was already leading the league in DRS, in defensive run safes. So you did not expect a drop-off from his defensive work. And then the bat is just like, he has two games and we're like, oh, he's heating up, but like, I mean, it's just not starting. That engine is not starting. And so I think he has to take the label of of biggest disappointment after 91 games. Question.
0: I I give it to, um, based on $182 million man and the expectations coming into the year and just hasn't been there or been available. And when he has been available, hasn't been as good as we thought he would be, Wander Franco. Uh, You think that, Taylor walls is a bigger disappointment this year than Josh Lowe and Orton. I was gonna say Josh
2: Lowe is also worthy of being in the discussion right now though, Josh Lowe entering the all-star break looks like the guy that they thought yes. he was going to be. I mean, the, the, the contact, every, everything is up. Um, once, once you learned that pitchers were throwing him that high fastball and he wasn't going to hit up, to get up to it. And he made an adjustment. Um, Josh Lowe unequivocally is a different person returning from Durham right. to what he was. But I do think I'm not going to argue with anybody that says Josh Lowe because you got to remember, even though Austin Meadows has been a complete bust using Ulysses' uh, definition for Detroit, just an uh, I mean, he no home runs. He's been on the IL for m- more than half of the season. Um, So the trade definitely worked out in the Rays' favor. Shocker, haven't said that before, but the the fact is when you talk about expectations, which is why I think disappointment is still a strong word for Taylor Walls because it's not like I ever entered the season expecting him to be an engine for this team. I just wanted to play good defense and hit 220s. That's so hard to do, Um, but for Josh Lowe, they made that trade because they thought he was going to be an everyday outfielder for them, and it was evident that he was not ready out of the gates and they were, they moved too fast on him. And Mm -hmm. even so he, you know, despite that tremendous grab he made in Chicago earlier in the season to save a home run, the defense hasn't been as sexy as I would have liked it to be either because he's highly touted as a tremendous outfielder as well. And I haven't necessarily, I've seen him just like balls going off gloves that he, that I think he should be making that that would yes. be great plays, but he hasn't made those great plays. And, and that's, that's what defines a great outfielder is, is the difference between getting to a spot and being able to corral a ball that is hard to get to versus having it tip off your glove and being like, okay, well that, that would have been a great grab. Like, you know, that <laughs> a
0: couple <laughs> well, things, they, 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 uh, Taylor they, 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 walls actually leads the rays in defensive runs saved as of right now. And I think just playing more short, is just going to help his case. He also, believe it or not, and we mentioned this at the beginning of the show, home runs, let's not get obsessed with them, but he actually does have more home runs than Yandy Diaz, believe it or not, with four.
2: What is Brett Phillips' defensive run saved?
0: uh, Not enough to... Surpass the offensive ineptitude that's
2: my answer <laughs> well maybe maybe you can
1: look look it up uh while we talk about built bar why not talk about built bar uh you know they they have tremendous delicious flavors but they have outdone themselves today now coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor that you love it's now in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100 percent real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. It's got the puffs treatment. Now remember, old built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Again, they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and they're all delicious. So today go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. So, again, go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order
0: at built.com. Very briefly, uh, how would you grade the offense to the all-star break? A, B, C, D, F. C minus. C minus. C minus. I agree. Given the big C. Uh, defense. C minus C- C- as well. See, okay.
2: I mean, the, the errors which have been um, the, the the leaky faucet has been fixed a little bit here recently, but yeah, they still lead. They're very. I don't know if they lead the league anymore, but they're close to the top on uh, teams un-earned scoring runs. unearned runs against yeah. them. Which you know, you can listen to one of my rants in a previous episode from a month <laughs> ago about how the Rays had uh, an unbelievable ability to make an error but have no way to stop that runner from killing them later in the inning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pitching staff, A, B, C, D, F. A,
2: only reason a why they're where are they a plus. Yeah. Okay, only yeah. reason they are in the position they are in right now is because of the starting pitching, the, the strength of the back end of the bullpen, just a, a Herculean job tip of the cap to guys like Jeffrey Springs, Corey Kluber, uh, outside of a couple of stinkers from Kluber, what an addition he's been. You know, as long as he stays healthy, Shane O'Mac, uh, phenomenal. So uh, they're making it. They're they're making it all happen. Yeah. Just- and imagine,
1: imagine if you if you just their best, their pitching is their best category. Imagine if you just like influx. A guy that you – like Jorge Lopez from the Orioles, for example. Um, if you want to dream big and, and, and get all crazy, you can, you can think Josh Hader. But, like, just a guy that just would cement the back end of the bullpen, seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, so that you don't have to look at your bench and be like, okay, Luke Bard, it's 5-4 against the Red Sox in the eighth inning. Yeah, uh, You go You're get him. Just-
0: Although I think we'll have to look elsewhere besides Jorge Lopez, something tells me the Orioles aren't trading him to the Rays.
2: No, and, yeah, and just remember yeah. that um, you know when it comes to this team, we talked about the hitting and the pitching. You know, the, uh, I believe the team is 31 and six when they score five or more runs. I believe they only have 11 losses when they have given up four or more runs. And some of those losses, by the way, in there are because of extra innings, not really what's happened through nine. So it really kind of is trickled into the other stats when they score three or less, the record is just, if you're looking for a tipping point entering the second half, it is the difference between scoring three or less and then four or more. Four is the number. If they can score four or more in a game, they will go on an absolute tear in the second half. But it's when they go sub that number, you can only do so much.
0: All right. Um, I agree. Obviously fourth and team ARA across baseball speaks for itself. Uh, Manager slash coaching staff. grade b b plus i go b b minus is that more on the coaching staff getting ding compared to kevin cash or a combination of all
1: kevin cash is a, is a chef that has four ingredients in the pantry right now he's 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 he has olive oil pepper and and a, and a pasta like yeah. he's like this is what we're gonna have all right we don't even have cheese on this okay it's like there's a no
0: bad Netflix cooking show Just,
2: Yeah, I mean, look, and, and, um, you know, we can all point to moves that have been very questionable. um, But, you know, then he does a move like the other night where he put, you know, pinched hit Christian Bethencourt, and he hit the game-winning home run, essentially. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, regardless of the Kevin Crash moments that, uh, you know— I've heard Ulysses say uh, once or twice before. In the end, as you mentioned, he, he's he got to do more with less. And I think when you look at where this Rays team is, how can you not be proud of what the staff has done? Finally. I do want to say
1: something about the coaching, though. Um, the aggressive base running, I think it's coming from the front office. And if it's not coming from the front office, then how come the coaches haven't put a stop to it?
2: Uh, you know, and again, and base running f by the way if we want to transition into that base running an f um more so like i understand we love randy's aggressiveness but we got to find a, a, a little delicate balance of where he's got to you know just i don't want to pull on his aggressiveness but he's also you know he he's making too many outs on the base paths look
0: too. i think there's something in his contract that states that he's got to like have 50 stolen base attempts whether he's successful or unsuccessful to to get some sort of increment but
2: but in the end I'm, I'm okay it's an f the base running and i don't really get and again you know when you talk about like outs on the base paths, that doesn't even count for s- caught stealing no it doesn't it's, it's, i mean you're talking like 60 plus outs when you add that in uh, but i rather than be aggressive because once again they're not yes. a great hitting team so they have to generate runs and runners in scoring position and they have to try to do things to push the offense forward and the scratch and claw to get a run across. There just probably needs to be a little bit better of a balance here. And you have to just eliminate the, the really big knucklehead plays. Which, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't care about the caught stealings as much as it, you know, I care about Yanni Diaz just taking a wide turn at first base for no reason to get <laughs> plucked off from the outfield. You know, like those are just ridiculously dumb. Um, yeah, but uh, other being too yeah. aggressive and getting caught in it, then uh, uh, whatever you know, I rather you do that than the opposite.
0: Yeah, um, Ulysses, this is something we'll uh, get to on our mailbag episode this week. But figured I'd go ahead and ask Evan, uh, what day? Will Juan Soto be in a Rays uniform?
2: <laughs> uh, let me let me just say this because I'm seeing I see people. Every fan base is going to try to concoct a deal to get Juan Soto. Never going to happen for the Rays unless they trade Wander Franco in the package because they're never going to commit money long term. The only way that this would happen is that if they can deal like Randy. Taj Bradley and Shane Boz, assuming that he's not going to get Tommy John surgery and that he's still a legitimate arm in his medicals all check out, that the Nationals would be intrigued by those three, which according to the trade simulator, which I don't trust, but I'm just using the trade simulator. I think that personally in real life, they want more. But using the trade simulator, that is a deal that pretty much puts the value of Soto and what they're getting back in return. So you bring in Soto. For a year and a, a year plus, this the rest of the season. Then, on the final year of his contract, you trade him to extract prospects or something back. So, in the end, you're flopping Randy for Soto, you're trading uh, Taj Bradley and Shane Boz away. And then down the road, you'd hope to get a Taj Bradley or Shane Boz type prospect back to the point where you're only really selling one prospect to the point where you're also giving away randy but i would imagine in a type of deal you'd be able to bring back an mlb ready outfielder as well and we know by a couple of years randy might be dealt anyway <laughs> so um
0: yeah and you might as well you probably need to add like a curtis me to the deal too like it's it, yeah. it you look at the trade simulator thing and you know it is whatever you can get lost in a very long big dark yeah abyss but of you, a you can't make owner. it like oh Uh, the the Rays have 181 points in this deal. The Nationals have 181 points. All right, we have a deal, right? That works? No, it's got to be like the Nationals are getting back like 300 points and the Rays are giving up or getting back 200 points because the Nationals want to go – they want to get everything.
1: If you're on par, that means they don't hang up on you. That's what that means.
2: It's a foundational piece. But as I said, the simulator only kind of gets you to understand where – Yeah.
0: Where, where although start. you know i mean it is the nationals so maybe they do use the simulator and just follow that yeah, maybe i don't no, even no. know <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think if look if i'm the nationals i i would want to throw corbin or strasburg into a deal as well to offload that money so yeah. that, i think yeah. a portion of it so just whatever so does not come to the race Thinking they would do it, it I mean, yeah. obviously they're not going to. It would be an exorbitant amount of prospects for a low-budget team to give away for a guy that they can only keep for maximum two point two five years. And again, the only reason you would trade for Soto is because this front office believes they can flip him in a year plus for more prospects to where you can kind of negate the, um, yeah. the the first deal a little bit and gain, uh, try to make a push for it now essentially which again i don't
0: yeah and, words, and what you did just now is you, you know episode to discuss you that. you gave eric nander and peter bendix agit to having to think about that situation of dealing <laughs> for juan soto and then having to flip him a year later like they, i don't think they want any part of that quite frankly yeah, exactly so, Yeah. uh, Thank you for making the Locked on Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you on Wednesday.